Black people don't hope, we wish. We wish a motherfucker would be in our shit. I am GS. And I am Marlissa. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. And uh, we have a few topics that we're going to discuss today. Um, uh, Quick rundown. So, for sure, the first thing we're going to discuss, actually, the first thing we're going to discuss is Mel's trip. (laughs) Uh, She was there uh, on their Independence Day? Yeah. Talk about, talk about Junkanoo, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that like it was crazy. So we mm-hmm. we were planning to go to Bahamas anyway. Like mm-hmm. this was our kind of yearly girls trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the first time we've been able to travel since like COVID. family girls or no, my sorority sisters. Sorority? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. shout out to so, the Deltas. Yeah, yeah, the Reds. Um, so this is our first time being able to travel since um since COVID. Mm-hmm. So since then, people have had babies and got married Dang. and all kind of stuff. So so it was just good to you know have the group back together. So. First thing I want to point out, so mm-hmm. we were already supposed to be in a one-bedroom suite because there's enough of us to split the cost. So we're like, all right, right, let's spread out. Well, we get to our suite, and this part of life is calling. It's called asking for what you want. Mm-hmm. So we get to the suite, and we're not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, like, kind of pretentious, mm-hmm. but, like, we weren't really liking the view. Like, it was just, mm, mm-hmm. for what the amount of money we were paying, it yeah. just didn't sit right. So my girl, Rachel goes downstairs and she asks the first person like hey is there any way we can you know move to another suite or get an upgrade or something like you know here's what we're kind of looking for at first like it was like no we're completely booked it's independence weekend we don't have anything we go on about our business rachel asks again the second person tells her no but the third time she asks she asks this guy oh taran was his name very nice guy let me not get him fired but taran was dope so he takes us to another one bedroom suite this one, it looked like people had just checked out. It was towels everywhere. St- like, the room hadn't been clean. So, mm. we're like, this is a no. Like, the view was better, but, like, that was a no. So, he was like, yeah, I don't really like this. Hold on. Y'all stay here. I'll be right back. So, he leaves for about 15 minutes. We're just out on the balcony, hanging out, waiting for him to come back. Comes back. He's like, okay, grab your bags. I got you another suite. We're like, mm. cool. Thinking mm. it's another bed- one bedroom. We go up to the penthouse, and we're like, this, all right. This, this is a little more, a little more <laughs> speed. Okay. So we don't say nothing. We're just like, let's see what he comes up with, mm-hmm. right? We walk in. The place is huge. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's a two-bedroom, right? So we start exploring the spot. Uh-huh. First walk in. And there's a video on my Instagram because I just had to video it. But mm-hmm. you start exploring the spot. There's a full kitchen, half baths, which means it's about to be real. If there's a half bath, it's about to be real. Mm. So there's a living room. We go outside. The balcony wraps all the way around the suite. And so then we start going, like, into the house. There's a theater. First bedroom, bathroom, second bedroom with an ensuite. Then you get to the laundry room mm, and the second room? front door. Oh. And then you get to the master. And I'm like, yo, what is this? He was like, oh, yeah, nobody booked it. So y'all can have it, you know, until wow. you check out. And we're like, yo. And we sat there all night being like, this is what happens when you're persistent and consistent and like know what you're worth Ooh. and you ask for what you want. And we had the best time. That room was $3,000 a night. And 
What y'all get it for? <laughs> Some less or just this never mind. Our total, our total for our trip was twenty eight hundred for the hotel. So if we stayed four nights, right, that would have ran us easily twelve thousand dollars. That's without any of the resort fees, the food, anything. So to get it for twenty eight hundred and live like that, like that was that was dope. That's where it should be. That was dope. That's dope. No, you can't go back. Uh, you can't. I have a I have a similar, not as expensive luxury story recently. Mm-hmm. Mine okay. was a uh, had a little staycation. Um, so I went, I had booked uh, two nights at a I think it was Marriott Suites or something. It was it was something. It was it was a part of the Hilton brand because I got like I get points with them. Okay. And uh, we was down at Sheraton. It was one of the Sheratons. And uh and I got there and the room was okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a pool, and so I I went down to the front desk and was like, basically like, yo, is there any way that y'all can transfer me to a different hotel? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm supposed to be having like a little chill thing, and I just won't, you know what I'm saying? I was like, y'all don't have a pool, da, da, da. and at first the girl was like, oh, I'm not sure, uh, but then thank God her manager was right there. Her mm-hmm. manager was like, oh yeah, we can make it happen. I'm sorry, da, 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 da. It was real cool, worked it out. Black women, yes. shout out, shout out yes. to, to my sisters. The manager was real cool about it. She was like, "Don't worry about it." Gave me my full refund back uh, right then and there. That's dope. Uh, I was able to check into um, the Hall Arts Hotel. Love- that's where my man. That's the wine we had last, man. last week. Man, oh, that's what it was. Craig Hall. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's their see? wine. Yeah. Uh, uh, got there. Well, first of all, I called them and I was like, yo, can we make some shake? Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, you know, the room's going to be a little different. One guy was the first guy, you can tell he's kind of young, he didn't know, but he was like, yo, we can do the same price. And I was like, ah, I doubt y'all can. Okay. But it's, it's this is a nicer hotel, doubt, whatever. But got there. Um, shout out to my man Marvin. Just overall great experience. Got alcohol. It costs more for sure. But it, but was, it was definitely worth it. That's a nice, it. the rooftop pool. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. It, it was worth it. Y'all that's see nice. my, check out my Instagram, my last okay. self post. Yeah. Me out there in the pool with the, with the back. And, I, and they don't do pool passes. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you go, um, especially like if you're in the middle of the week, ain't nobody there. Yeah. I'm just chilling. Just at the bar. Kicking it. Just, yeah. I love it. That's a really nice hotel. And the artwork is crazy. Oh, the artwork is fire. Yeah. That family has an amazing collection of art. Fire. Yeah. Fire. That's dope. So, right, well, shout out to the halls. Yeah. Shout out, care of shout my out to my man Marvin. Yeah. Love, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Okay. Well, cool. Well, you want to get into the fuckery and then we can go back to some good things? Yeah. All let's right. Go it's like ahead. a sandwich today. Yes, doing sandwich. sandwich. We're going to get y'all some good. <laughs> now we got to talk about the real. This is the rundown. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, y'all. Um, real quick. Japanese prime minister was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened. Yep, yep. Um, we also just want to do some Biden family updates. So it's mm. a whole lot going on with the Biden family right now between Joe Biden being haggled, his wife comparing Latinos to tacos, and then his son um, on that rock. On that. On that stuff. On um, that shit. So what? yeah, want to do a Biden family check-in. Uh, also, we're going to give y'all some updates on January 6th. Um, it's it, they're act, they Actually, this morning, they will happen. Um, continuing um, the investigation today so mm-hmm. I got a chance to even tap into like what was happening in their lives so we're gonna talk about that yeah I'm excited about that one um another big one so SCOTUS is SCOTUSing oh yes um again so now apparently they're on the verge of scrapping uh state electors so yes there's that we yes. should definitely talk especially with the elections coming up we should definitely talk we about that we gotta discuss that yeah. um we can talk about Boris Johnson. I don't know. I was kind of like, I want to talk about it, but it's just some wild. It's historically, it's something that's never really that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Um, and his 
pathway to where he was at is an interesting one. So there's that. Yeah, and they've been calling for him to get out of there for a while. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, and then um, one thing I I did want to touch on really quick, and I had just found out about this today. Um, what's their name? Patriot Front. Patriot uh, the KKK Front. Kids. KKK um, Kids. <laughs> Clan camp. Yeah. Clan camp. I like that. So, yeah, so just really want to touch on what we know about that attack um, and kind of what's next. There's been a lot of chat on Democracy Now about, you know, what what went down during that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I got. All right. You got anything else? Nope. Okay. Let's get to it. All right, so jumping it off, um, as some of you all know, the Japanese prime minister was uh, attacked. Uh, former prime minister, sorry, mm-hmm. he he was in the he was campaigning for one of his party members, and then a man walked up to him and shot him with a homemade gun. Yeah, hand, that's crazy. A handmade weapon. It it was it was very interesting um, that there's. An entire movement that is against what him and his party have been trying to do. So one of the most made, one of the bigger issues or the bigger things um, him and his party have been trying to do, they've been trying to um, basically um, absolve their peace constitution. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to declare war again, uh, which as we all know, after World War II, mm-hmm. after been... Japan got bombed. Yep. You know, and they started that one. You know what? That's just what they <laughs> I'm about were to saying. Say, <laughs> the the Hiroshima pro- was in was a response. direct response to what we saw in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> now understand this now. We are not supporters of war. Most wars are not um for the benefit of anybody. It's usually a select few um who got they who who have issues with each other or just trying to do wild shit to other countries. Mm-hmm. Um so we not bigging up America for, for for busting back, but at the same time, America does have a history of violence. Yes. So it's like if you are an outside country trying to be violent towards America, this this is this is America's first and first and last fucking name. That's it. Violence is that. Like was born for it. They they born for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I agree. I like this is the I think Cat Williams said it. Like we some fucking bullies. Like, and we know that about ourselves, hence why half of our budget goes to defense spending. Exactly. <laughs> because so, we know that if somebody won't smoke, I'm not going to tear my shit up, uh-uh. but I'll go over there we'll and tear yours there. up. Fuck your shit yeah. all the way up. America has a long history of, 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 of coming through and fucking shit up, and you ain't really even have to do anything. Like, they... They usually give you more <laughs> than what you did at mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um... What what they did in Iraq, like don't don't get it twisted. Iraq was a direct response to like nine eleven, even though most of the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. That's a whole that's a whole that's different a, conversation. That's a big wormhole. Uh, what's up, Denise? <laughs> we see you. Uh, even though that happened, what res- the response didn't match the original, I guess, crime in my opinion. Yeah. Um, of course, it was a domestic attack, um, for sure. Oh no, it was a terrorist attack. Uh, on America, and as a result, they needed to do something, uh, or they felt like they needed to do something. Mm-hmm. And as a result, <laughs> Iraq, the invasion of Iraq, and the destabilization of an entire country. Don't get me wrong. Several, though. 
Not, Several. Not, oh, not yeah. even just not even just our actions. Yeah. It's just like that's not really to me. It's not really an equal mm-hmm. response. Like I think over two thousand people were killed. Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah, but the death toll in Iraq alone <laughs> is up in the. I, I, I don't remember, but I know for sure it's up in the it's, it's double figures, double 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 digits in terms of the thousands. Yeah, and then I mean we we could also go into how many people starved because we were cutting off you know Aid. food. It so so yeah that we at some point we need to do like a special show breaking down nine mm-hmm. eleven mm-hmm. and but I mean nine eleven is one thing but everything that came after it and all like America was pretty much like if you even seem like. You were attached to the people who 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 ran into them buildings. Right. I'm running up on you. Except Saudi Arabia, because you know what, money absolves you of all things. But let and me, we're helping them we're in helping their them. war in Yemen. So yeah. there's okay. that. <laughs> Before we get too far off, but what I I guess what I wanted to hone in on with uh with this um with this assassination um some some numbers. So in Japan, only ten people were shot. Last year, and one person was killed. That's right. From gun violence. Gun that's, violence. Yes. Gun that's, violence. That's crazy. Compared to the same year, 45,000 people getting shot. Gun violence. So, I... Don't get me wrong. I think... I'm not trying to take the light off of what happened to him being assassinated, being murdered, because I think there's still a little more political... Uh, a little more political background from, than I know, than mm-hmm. I realize or understand. But I can say for sure that... If somebody, being that they have so few deaths, mm-hmm. but so few gun violent deaths, yeah. and someone had to build an entire gun just to use on him, yeah. that goes to show... It works. It works. It it, it, it goes to show that they really, um, they really are anti-gun, mm-hmm. and it goes to show the lengths of whatever he was doing or whatever he was a part of or whatever movement um, that he was pushing for, someone was really against it. Because it's like... Just, it makes me think like out there you the prime minister being shot. Out here you could just be stepping on somebody stepping on somebody's shoe. Yeah. yeah. Anything random could happen. Or <laughs> you could just be minding your own business mm-hmm. at a grocery store somewhere and get shot. Yeah. You could be a kid in school get shot. Yeah. So so I, I wanna point out a couple of things because you're you're absolutely right. So I looked at those same stats that one person last year was killed. Just one. Compared Just to our 45,000 people. So it is very difficult for civilians to get their hands on weapons in Japan, and they have very strict gun laws. But here's the thing that's special about this man mm. in particular. Um, mm. I want to uh, point out, so the the former prime minister, mm-hmm. um, Shinzo uh, Abe was mm. his name, the killer, Tetsuya... Yamagami, I believe, was his last name. Um, so he was part of Japan's navy, and he yeah. knew how to assemble yep. he, he was, he was and a handle man. weapons. Yes. So he got all these parts together, assembled a weapon, and they said it was so roughly put together that he had to hold some pieces with like tape. Like that. Oh, it looked how, taped up. It looked, yeah. it looked like it was. He went to Lentz for this, but what got me was when they interviewed him. He was like, "Oh no, I don't have no issues with his political like stances. Mm. That's not my thing. I'm mad." Because my mother just had to file bankruptcy from a large donation she made to a religious organization he's um, related to. He's oh. a part of. It had nothing to do with, with like, political, political Yeah. Ain't this was something. all about my mother went bankrupt because of an organization that you're apparently part of. And they still haven't proven any connection between the former prime minister and the, the religious I, org. But this was literally like 
you've brought shame to my mother. And I'm, I'm not playing that shit. Oh, all right. I'm not going to whoop. I'm going to kill you. Yes. Damn. And so when I when I read it, I was like, damn. And you have to remember, I don't I don't know if you guys have been around like a lot of kind of Japanese people, but the few that I have encountered, one thing that we talk about is their culture. And it's a very um, mm, kind of fall in line, mm-hmm. you know, do what's good for the greater people type mm-hmm. of culture. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of pressure put on on them. And and we can see from the way they work, right? We've heard the stories of people working these crazy hours and jumping out of buildings, like committing mm-hmm. suicide. So I remember one of my classmates at SMU told me in particular that if it's my fault, I'm going to think more so suicide. If mm-hmm. I can put the blame on somebody else, it's going to be indiscriminate crime. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to find somebody I can take it out on. Mm-hmm. And so there is a kind of that honor because this was my fault. I'm going to go on and take my own life. I'll, I'll follow my own sword. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where it comes from? That yes, term comes yep, from? Yep. But because he saw it as, well, my mother was swindled out of her money, had to find foul bankruptcy. He's part of the whole, the shindig. That she gave this big donation I... to. So now I'm going after him. And he he actually wasn't supposed to target the prime minister. He was actually supposed... He originally was supposed to target another executive mm-hmm. of, the, of the religious org, but decided against it. Mm. And decided, yeah, the prime minister, he'll be out on the stoop. I know where he's going to be. I'm running up on him. Okay. So, for one... Mm-hmm. For one, I'll say this. Uh, there are clips of Abe... Um, dapping up Trump, like coming to visit here, um, dapping up different world leaders, mm-hmm. Angela Merkel, mm-hmm. um, all that. So in my mind, um, and I could be wrong about this, um, if you're that much connected to, I guess, like mainstream politics, I am, I am more inclined to believe that you might be with the fuck shit in your own country. Like if you're That's shaking true. hands consistently, mm-hmm. you have good ties with with a lot of these leaders um, and they haven't said anything terrible about you, yeah. put you on the FBI list, um, shamed you, um, all kinds of, all, it's, this is all kinds of things that America usually does mm-hmm. towards leaders who they don't like or leaders who are actually fighting for real democracy. Um, so I'm just going to say that if he does fall in line with those kind of leaders, with yeah. the Creflo dollars yeah. of the world, I'm not sixty-five million dollar jet. I am not surprised. I think he apologized for that recently. I think he did. Or he was I like, saw a video of him, him like, saying like, have. "Throw everything out the window that I taught you about prosperity." After you yeah, rip these people yeah. off. Took his, now, now we talking about somebody who need who need a fade because I'm pretty sure he done got some folks out their money. But that's he, a different he conversation. He gonna get his though. I ain't, or he getting his already. I ain't worried about so. it. But yeah, y'all. So um, transitioning over. Speaking of. Um, mm, the fuck shit. Speaking of more, uh, <laughs> uh, um, speaking of more um, cronyism and um, we don't like where money goes and things are happening um, within the political system. Mm-hmm. The Biden family uh, got some shit on, Ooh. like literal, like literal it's shit right on here. them. Like it's like yeah, right like, there. Yeah. I don't know why people can't smell it. Uh, <laughs> They should be able to smell it. They throw roses and. Um, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I sure will. So the I might first get thing, too mad. <laughs> well, and I, I want you to. I, I really want you to get in on the Joe Biden and the Hunter Biden thing. So I'll take the first one with with Joe Biden. So y'all recently, so Joe Biden was on the White House lawn. He was doing um 
a speech. He was given a speech to quote unquote celebrate gun mm-hmm. control legislation. Mm-hmm. At the speech, um, but also the family members of victims. Mm. So I should say survivors and then also the family members of victims. So you Mm. got a whole lot of people in here who have an emotional connection Mm. to what you're talking about. So he's giving his speech and all of a sudden, um, a middle-aged man, his name is uh, Emmanuel Oliver. He stands up and Mm. starts speaking over the president. Come to find out that he is the father of one of the Parkland victims Mm. um, from the 2018 shooting. His son was killed at Parkland High School in Parkland, Florida. <clears throat> and so he got up and you, there's video. If you go like on Twitter or Instagram, you can probably see it. Mm-hmm. But he starts kind of speaking over the president. So you hear uh, Joe Biden saying like, hey, if you just listen, you know, let me finish. Let me finish. And Emmanuel's not having it. He's, you know, let, letting him know like this is not going far enough. I'm not here to celebrate like these pity pat laws. Like we need they to do are. something. That's exactly what mm-hmm. they are. So you see Secret Service kind of coming towards Manuel at this point, right? They escort him out, but of course every news sorry y'all, every news station like catches him. And they ask him, like, hey, what were what were your your thoughts? What were you saying? And he was just like, I want him to start an actual task force inside the administration, inside the White House, mm-hmm. that can put actual laws in place that will get guns off the streets. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want the age raised from 18 to 21. I don't want, like, not to say that those things won't do anything, mm-hmm. but they really are band-aids. And we talked about this last week mm-hmm. where, you know, this is an issue that needs major surgery, not right. a band-aid. Right. And so, um, so yeah, so that was kind of one of the big things for Biden. He fell off a bike a few weeks ago. He got some other shit going on. But the family as a whole just needs to be pulled together. I actually did not appreciate him putting that man out mm-hmm. because they were invited there to, quote-unquote, celebrate something that was supposed to help the impact that shooting had on on their family. Well, that's bad press. That, so, but but he still should have been able to share. He still should have been. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Honestly, I agree. If you a real one, and I'm telling you that I'm the father of someone who got killed at Parkland High, I actually think they deserve the platform before I do. That's just me. Absolutely. I want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Like I genuinely want to, because you know something I don't know. You you have a hole in you that I don't have. Exactly. And so to have Secret Service remove him, I thought that was worse press than him just giving that man the floor and saying, you know, sorry to my speechwriters, but I kind of want to hear what this man has to say. It was tacky. Mm-hmm. It was very tacky. Um, and I, but I think this needs to continue to happen. Like we are honestly, I, the way I see it is like this, like. When we have conversations, hell, even around like podcasts, so people will be like, oh, y'all don't have to cuss so much or nothing say about us per se. But I can see how people don't like certain ways that messages are put out. Mm-hmm. Strong messages are. But it's like, fam, if people are really experiencing these things, then you can't really be like, well, just express it in this kind yeah. of way. Yep. And I know in Joe Biden's uh, from Joe Biden's perspective, he probably was just wants you to just sit these families to sit back. And tell their stories and 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 explicitly thank him mm-hmm. for what he's doing. Which is be grateful for, for what he's doing or what he's accomplishing that way, which truth by just just being real, it's not enough. It's a lot of little. It's it's it's, it's yeah. a lot of little. It's a lot of little. It's one of those things that is clearly more um it is clearly uh uh like we said, a band-aid. It is clearly something that is news mm-hmm. it's it's something that it's good press it looks good to say that we're doing something mm. but I, that actually makes me really sad for these people who would probably go further with sincerity 
than they do with these kind of curated personalities that they put out. And Joe Biden had a son that has died. I mean, he didn't die from, he didn't die in the way that these mm-hmm. kids died, mm-hmm. but he has a son, he has a child that's passed so, away. So yeah, you know, you do know what it's like to be a father and lose, and a, lose child a child and your wife at the same time. Yeah. Like, so, so that, yeah, so that, that was Joe Biden's drama for the week. What's going on with Jill? Okay, now Jill. <laughs> okay, now Jill. All right, Jill. Tacos, tacos, tacos. <laughs> so first of all, she was giving a speech um and she was she was really she was trying to I saw what she was trying to do she was trying to express the goodness of mm-hmm. diversity mm-hmm. um the problem is um you were culturally just offbeat not on not on not on yeah even before she even got to the breakfast tacos equivalent <laughs> Um, even before she got to the breakfast tacos, she said bodegas instead of yeah, bodegas. Bodegas, yeah. Baby, it's, it's a bodega. So, it's y'all, a- the quote, I'll read the quote really mm-hmm. quick. So, and I, I understand also what her speechwriter was trying to do, right? He was trying to get that cadence of cool. Yeah. Got it. So, with the, with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful the as... The Bronx. The, 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 <laughs> As, the, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio is your strength. I can 100% understand why they were pissed. A breakfast taco? I just think that that's just like compared to like, okay, so we, we I mean... A bodega is 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 a, is a cornerstone of a of a Spanish community. I, the beautiful the beautiful flowers, you know, the of Miami. Of Miami. The blossoms of yes. Miami, and then breakfast then tacos. Then this bitch said breakfast tacos. Lord, the di- are they that good in San Antonio that she had to? Don't get me wrong, breakfast tacos in Texas can be fired. There's some places that have some good breakfast tacos, but at the same time. Jill, that's that's just too trivial of a thing. There was nothing. There, 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 there are other things. There are other options. Uh, there are other options. I think she could have went with. She could have been like the. I'm gonna be honest. If she would have been like the the, if she would have got her Spanish together and said taquerias, because mm. that's a Texas mm, thing. Okay. Like the taquerias of Texas. Okay. You know, because she'd be big enough to rent the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. She could have went there. Okay. Um. She could have went. I she could have went. Appreciated that. She could have. She could. She could have got her Spanish yeah. together. Could have said it correctly. Yeah. She could have. She could have talked about um, how we have. Um, I don't know how Cinco de Mayo would have would have would have how mm-hmm. she would have made that. But Cinco de Mayo's are still big here in Texas. Like the celebrations okay. of Cinco de Mayo here in Texas. <laughs> There's just so much other stuff she could that would have had a better. Better effect. Yeah. Breakfast I, tacos just wasn't hitting it, baby. Sorry. I blame the I blame the speechwriter. And I blame Jill for letting that letting that fly because maybe she didn't read the speech. And, and culturally, to be told, culturally, breakfast tacos aren't really like a Mexican thing. I didn't know about breakfast tacos till I moved here. Breakfast it's like tacos, a Tex-Mex thing, right? It's more of a Tex-Mex yeah. thing, fam. It's yeah. not really like a Mexican thing. I, like, I never saw breakfast tacos in Cali. My <laughs> my grandma never made me breakfast tacos. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she'd make the eggs. And jamon, mm-hmm. like together in like one little thing, or eggs, huevos y papas, mm-hmm. uh, and they just give you like tortillas. You can just kind of like mix it up, but that's not really a Mexican thing. That's, like that's that. in Texas. So <laughs> sorry, Jill. You was you was off on that you one. You big wrong. You was off beat on that one, yeah. fam. Uh, oh, 
when they tweeted an apology, she didn't say anything, but her press secretary tweeted an apology. Did she say that her speechwriter got fired too? Mm-mm. Did she say that? She should have. She should have been like, and he's no longer, or she is no longer working. <laughs> Hence, but this is why we say representation matters, even in speech writing, even in those rooms, because I promise you that speechwriter didn't look like either of us, mm. and probably didn't consult with anyone that looks like either of us. And that's the thing, like. That's why it's so important to have people who are mm-hmm. uh, representative of the culture that you're speaking on yep. in the space. Yep. But again, a lot of companies are getting like a lot of companies are kind of getting there. But then there's still some, including the presidency, mm-hmm. that ain't got there yet. Yeah. That's wild. I just I, I and so any speechwriters out there, you know, there become be a, a consultant. There might right? be a position. Open put yourself you out there. Right. You <laughs> might be able to help out the president's speechwriters because they need it apparently. So. Uh, the the last of mm-hmm, Biden's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, my man uh, Hunter Biden. Um, so Hunter Biden strikes me as Chet, uh, the Jamaican. He kind of strikes me as him. Okay, but like the real ghetto version, like not like like uh 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 Chet Hank went to you know Jamaica and took the whole culture mm-hmm. and now he speaks patois and all that. Uh, but it's it's still light. It's still light. It's as if. Joe Biden spoke all this crack stuff and about these poor mm. black families. Mm-hmm. Um, these poor black families. And he just left his son there. Like his son's spirit still remained in these crack. Or he spoke them up and just the smoke in just came to his side. Literally. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do believe. What do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, so so GS made a good point when we were talking earlier that, you know, a lot of times when you see people so passionate about an issue, chances are it's somewhere in their family and their bloodline very close to them. And so I think we're starting to see the connection. And you talked about that video where they duetted Mm -hmm. Biden's drug on war, uh, war on drugs Mm -hmm. speech versus the video that got leaked with his son. And and let me be more specific in that in that analogy that I, that I mentioned earlier. When you are personally connected to something, you speak passionately. You speak from a space of understanding, mm-hmm. a space of usually of love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you're coming from. <clears throat> but when you're speaking passionately about passionately against something that you're not even exposed to that you um, can talk about but then go back to your Delaware home and have no experience with poverty or crack mm-hmm. induced crime or the whole lifestyle but yeah. you can speak so passionately against it it's bound to come back to yeah, you yeah i agree and i'm not mad like honestly can i say i'm happy that uh he was he got caught smoking crack i'm not happy that anyone is addicted to drugs i'll say that um because drug disease itself but but he didn't treat it like a disease. When he was giving that speech, he did. He was treating people like criminals. He did. But his son is going to hundred thousand dollar rehabilitation centers. Yeah. So I am, I am happy that Joe Biden is finally feeling what it's like to have an addicted son, mm-hmm. and everyone knows about it. Yeah. He's probably already known about his son's drug uh, addiction. He's probably so been too. aware because, of yeah. course, like we said, he's been paying for rehab yeah. for all these years, so he's been aware. And this but didn't I am... start at fifty. Like he's been he's been oh, yeah. dealing with this for for decades, probably. Um, this is what we call a functioning addict. Mm, mm-hmm. That's what we call a functioning addict. So his son is a functioning addict. Uh, and like I said, and kind of the other point that we made. Let me make sure I get all these because, for one, he says. 
He says what he quoted. He was quoted. It said him. He said him and uh, Strom Thurmond. The, 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 okay. Very non-racist. This is a part of the bill they came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was that duet part um, because, okay. as we all know, there was there was there are a lot of video clips that have come out showing um, Hunter Biden's escapades. I don't know who tapped it, who who unlocked this, who got his information. I, I have but, no idea. But I'm happy they did. Yeah. Um, from the I don't even know if they were prostitutes. I think people were calling the prostitutes. They could have. I'm not well, he does him. have a history with prostitutes. Okay, so, so yes, I think that's I guess why maybe, people assume. Mm, okay. Yeah, and, and ain't nothing wrong with sex work either. Ain't nothing wrong with sex yeah. work. Um, but this man is out here filming himself being butt naked, smoking crack. Um, the ghetto is shit ever, mind you. This is the ghetto is shit mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the videos are playing of him being involved with this, and then right alongside the duet that I that I mentioned earlier. Um, it was that clip where Hunt, where where Joseph Biden was like, if you have a piece of crack rock bigger than a quarter, mm. and I quote, if you have a piece of crack rock, crack cocaine bigger than a quarter, you go to jail for five years. No probation. Mandatory. <laughs> the judge does not have a choice. Also, the, the court will take everything from you. The court will take everything from you. So a lot of wealth, a lot of a lot, lot of generation of, yeah. generating of other people's a lot of stealing. Yep. Basically yep. legalized stealing mm-hmm. from people who have addiction problems. So yep. like I said, we know the crack epidemic is still going on even today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we see it with Joe Biden's son. We oh, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Ain't that something? <laughs> crack house to the White House. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but so. All I keep thinking about is if Joe Biden would just stop the professional curation. He has so many things that impact his family, that impact other American families. And Mm -hmm. that's what Americans are looking for, for our politicians to understand Mm -hmm. what our families are going through. So, like. If he would just embrace. Yes. And just be like. And just say, my son has a disease. And I understand that. And this is how and this is how I'm going to make sure that all of your sons and daughters can, like, get the help that they need. The reason why I don't think he will do that is because that would mean that he would have to admit that this is this is a disease and that it is something that yep. needs to be treated. And it should not be something that is punishable because clearly. Because it's not something that should be punishable because clearly he's not thinking about punishing his mm-hmm. son. So, which also would mean that two things. One, he needs to go back. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> he got to go back. <laughs> um, who, who this law uh, let affected. Him go and, let yep. him go. Because some of them are still in jail now. Mm-hmm. And the folks who got money yep. and homes and their stuff confiscated from him because I didn't realize that that part of the speech until when I was researching it for this, that that was a part of it as well. They made it lawful for them to take everything from these folks. As if, they did, as if they didn't have families and people they were connected to who probably needed them. So, yeah, he's he's probably not going to do that yeah. because he would have to admit that the whole entire process and how he handled it over the years mm-hmm. was wrong. And there are people who are still suffering from it to this day. So That's real. I, and I still have some friends that are suffering from parents that they lost to the crack epidemic when we were in, what, we were born in the 80s, so early 90s. Still. You know. We lived through it. Yeah. So. Like, so that's that's real. Well, um, we are, I guess, keeping the Biden family in our prayers. Um, um, or at least we are, thinking we, about them. Well, we, I, I can say this. What I am, um, what I am hoping for is that he does realize everything we just said. Mm-hmm. That's the only that's the only prayer, if anything, I yeah. can I can say. I, I don't 
I don't pray for them to get better because I don't think he prayed for anybody's families to get better. I don't think he, I don't no. think he did that. So I'm not praying for that. I'm sending them same thoughts and prayers that they send to their families. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the hollow ones? The, yeah. Yeah, I've we can send that. We okay. send that. So thoughts and prayers thoughts to the families. Prayers. Box. Here's a box. Thoughts and prayers for y'all. That's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I agree. Cool. All right. So January 6th, I haven't, I was on vacation, so honestly, I was checked out of American politics. Okay. What I miss? Okay. So... They are in the part now. So there's two major things that are happening. Right now, it's Pat Cipollone, and that was his chief counsel person. So basically, when there were two groups who were arguing for what should happen, one group was saying, y'all, we shouldn't lie. That's illegal. <laughs> um, what should happen we sh- we, we, as far it, as the as hearings far as go? Lo- no, 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 no. As far as like during, during that time. Okay. When his presidency was coming to a close okay. and they found that he lost, there were two groups that were functioning at mm-hmm. the time. There was the group that was saying, um, yo, let's just, you know, there's no proof okay. <laughs> uh, that, that the election was stolen from you. Let's not treat it as such. This and that, this and that. Mm-hmm. There are ways that we can... Um, there are ways that we can lawfully challenge certain things, but you'd be told they would be very hollow um, because there's not proof. Okay. And that was that group. He uh, witnessed in all of this because mm-hmm. most, a lot of the people who made really strong statements, they included interactions with him. Mm, okay. So it's like his head person was telling them this ain't the way to go. On the other side of it, there was Rudy Giuliani. There were these other, there's the Steve Bannons. There were all of these the cluster folks of fools. Got it. Who 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 were saying that he had the right to challenge things? Um, who 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 were sending him these off media posts about uh, ballots being burned and taken out? This and that, all this bullshit. So there were two groups. So the leader, the legit leader, finally of of the group who was actually fighting against it, who okay. was actually trying to do quote unquote what was right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's finally sitting down to talk. Okay. So His name that is Pat. Pat Cepeloni, okay. and that's very important okay. because if he can corroborate what's been said, then that would be one more um, mm-hmm. nail in the coffin. So Trump is worried. Oh, for sure. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the end game here? What's his end game? Who's Trump? Trump's end game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his end game is um, well. For one, people like him. <laughs> him and people like him, they're good for finding things that can distract from what they're currently okay. being what they're currently dealing with. Yep. Right now Trump is not in a position to heavily distract, but if he ends up becoming president again, he can do that. Okay. His only competition is that nut from uh Florida, Ron DeSantis. Okay. So what I think is gonna happen, he won't have a choice but to run again. Mm. He won't have a choice. And truth be told, so he won't be indicted. You know so he I mean? won't be indicted. Exactly. Okay. There, there also been a lot of talks about all the people who were asking for pardons, directly and indirectly. Um, but that's so, from Biden, though, right? They would have to get that from Biden. Well, 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 they were asking for it at that time. Okay. So, which means that they don't get the benefit of, um, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like it's basically they're incriminating themselves by asking for it. So mm-hmm. he cannot. Also, if he, he basically. Because he's drugged so many people into this, he has to figure out a way to, one, one, get himself out. And truth be told, that's the only way. Outside of just completely leaving America, leaving the States, yeah. that's what I predict. Either one of the, the two is going to happen. Either he's going to run again, 
um, or he's just gonna leave if he can't if he gets if he gets indicted. So if he's not indicted, you think he'll run again? Oh yeah, because he, he can't run if he's well. Well, I, can't, well, I don't think well, so. Well, he can run if he's under. Um, because for sure, let's say he is indicted, mm-hmm. he can push the court case out years on out. Okay. He can he can fight. He, I think he still has enough to fight it. Okay. So if he is indicted, he's just gonna fight it. Okay. And what he's prolong going, it yeah, he's for four prolong years. it as much as he can. Okay. Prolong as much as he can, if he knows that he can win again. So if he knows that he can win again, um, hmm. that's I think that's what he's gonna go for. The other part about the trials that I thought was very, very interesting. Right now, they're trying to find that connect. This, this is what they're on now. Now they're trying to find that connection between Trump, his allies, and the people he's close to, and all those far-right groups. So what they were doing this morning, what I thought was crazy, yeah. um, what I thought was crazy was they were playing a long list of clips from all these right-wing media people. Mm-hmm. And all of them were talking about... January 6th is about to be crazy. We about to fuck it up. We going. We going. What, what would the lady say? Uh, we're, we're starting a revolution. <laughs> this lady was smoking rock too. This lady was smoking Bessie. shit too. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Hunter, Hunter Yeah, they were smoking right shit there. together. But, um, but yeah, so it was just like a long clip. And I just had not realized. It was, it was like, it's like, I had not realized um, how influential um, his words were because mm. they were pointing out the stand back, stand by. Yeah. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, I mean, he said that, but they don't really mean shit. But no, they legitimately yeah. was, was taking all of that rhetoric, all the rhetoric. I just thought I was it was like, poetic when yeah, he said it. I just but, thought he was just not being smooth. Like he just didn't want to offend them, but yeah. he was just being stupid. But they really took a lot of that to heart. They really were expecting uh, shit to happen. Steve Bannon specifically said. Um, uh, what did he say? He said, all hell will break loose tomorrow mm. on mm-hmm. his podcast beforehand. Ooh. He said that. And it did because policemen died. I mean, the fact that they were even like, you remember Google Maps like turned off directions yeah. to D.C. like the day before. Who has that kind of power? Yeah. So like, they knew like, something was coming. That's just crazy to me. So wow. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's just more and more evidence that's stacking up to what we already know. Mm. And I know some people probably might be getting tired of it, but for me, it's only uncovering more information. And 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 yeah. and I'm looking forward to getting to everything coming out because if anything, what it's doing is showing us again that there is an entire network out there willing to keep a white supremacist in power. What do you think his chances are? And I know we got to move on to the next topic, but what do you think his chances are of winning? Winning the presidency or mm-hmm. winning or not being indicted? Um, I'm gonna say winning the presidency, so I'm gonna assume. <laughs> Not being indicted, okay. um, because he he okay. really should have been impeached a second time, but he wasn't. So. His chances of winning are still pretty high. Okay, him and Ron DeSantis. I mean, they're not as high as they used to be, um, but him and Ron DeSantis are um, pretty much neck and neck in terms of their popularity. Okay, uh, mm. I still think Trump has still has the edge because he he he's still like touring he's touring like everywhere Ron DeSantis hasn't completely come out and say hey I'm going to run for president okay. quite yet okay. um but truth be told Ron DeSantis is more dangerous cuz he's more polished he doesn't have as much on him he's like Mike Pence but a younger he's version too. and he's smarter yeah. he's smarter um, um so that's on the 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 uh the conservative side yeah. who do they have who does who do the democrats have that could even like Box with the two of them. Well, their hope is um, to maintain um, the higher points of Biden's presidency. They're 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 actually banking on. Honestly, again, this is kind of what we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. They're banking on America looking at 
the Supreme Court, again, them not being able to codify Roe v. Wade um, and how Democrats saw that as an opportunity to shit on Republicans. Mm-hmm. So they're banking on two things. They're banking on Biden's um, ability to bounce back from COVID <laughs> and the job situation, the job situation, which he has made some progress on paper, yeah. for sure. And they're banking on the fact that people hate the Republicans now because of everything that's happening. But I also think the public sees Biden as too old to do a second term. Um I mean, like, him falling off his bike and shit is not mm-hmm. a good look. Uh, I mean, I think age is a part of it. But truth be told, somebody had pointed out this. is It was, like, in a tweet. They, they, talk, they uh, mentioned how um, age, to me, isn't matter. But the, the tweet was like this, sum, summarizing. They basically were like, in most working situations, age 60 and older, they're considered liabilities. Mm-hmm. And they don't hire. They're a high-risk people that they don't hire mm-hmm. yet the majority of our senate the yeah. majority of, of of congress are people who are 60 and over i'm hearing a lot of our own all-timer meds too yeah like that's coming meds, out yeah. Kind of wild shit. yeah so it's like uh, that's an issue that america kind of has to fix like yeah. if the government doesn't like they can't really shit on joe biden but yet the majority of senate is just yeah. old too so you have baby boomers running a a a country full of millennials, you, Gen Z. There's and, a reason why the wage, the pay wa- the wage is what it is. The yeah. wage is what it is. Because again, when they get up there and they talk about not raising it, their biggest thing is, well, back when I was younger, we worked I, at Target. Yeah, you bought a house for fifteen dollars. We worked at we worked at the popcorn <laughs> right. place until it was time to right to be somewhere. So yeah, moving on, y'all. Um, the Supreme Court. <laughs> now, this is a case that is on the way. Okay. This is a case so that's is... on the way. So this is not nothing that they've made a decision on yet. Um, so basically, what, what's happening right now, y'all, we already know, just real quickly, um, two facts about the Electoral College. This is, this is something that's pretty major. Um, one, the Electoral College is not in any other country. They don't have anything like this in any other country when they're <laughs> electing their leaders. Mm-hmm. It's not a legitimate thing. It's not in the Constitution. And we all know that the the foundation of the electoral college is based off slavery they realize that hey the majority of the population may change but the states need to have the the, the states with a hundred thousand people need to still have an equal voice to states with a million people Mm -hmm. and i always thought that was interesting how they can see equality in that way and realize that minority minority rule doesn't make sense I'm so happy that they're able that they were able to see that, but they use it in a way that was beneficial to them. So the case that's being argued right now, or that's about to be argued, mm-hmm. that's going up to the Supreme Court, it's crazy that he even made it that far. Um, is a guy named uh, Doug Mastriano, and he's running for the governor, okay. governorship. And so basically, what they want to do is have the power to have electors removed, and the electoral process goes like this: if your state overwhelmingly of uh, votes Democratic, then the, the the Democratic Party of that state chooses the electors. Okay. Uh, those electors are approved by the, the, the state legislature as well as the governor. Mm-hmm. The governor just kind of gives it the okay. So what they want to have the power to do is <laughs> um, if some electors are chosen, that they can actually get rid of them just based off of whatever they see fit is wrong. They want to have that power. Right now, it is not that in Pennsylvania. Right now in Pennsylvania, there are only two states that kind of allow a different situation. That's Maine and I think Colorado or Missouri. One of those other states, two okay. of those states. And basically, they allow 
the electors of those parties. So let's say, um, let's say 40 percent were, were were Democrats, 40 percent voted Republicans, and 20 percent voted Green. Mm-hmm. They would have two for Democrat, two electors for Democrats, two electors for the Republicans, and one elector for the Green Party. There's only two states that act like that, but everybody else, if the majority of the people vote a certain kind of way. The electors That's from that they, party yeah. is how they do it. So Pennsylvania is fighting to say, you know what? Even if you basically win the popular vote in our state, we can scrap those electors and choose different ones. Well, right now, well, okay. So, so because right now, what we have is, I guess, what they call a faithful, faithless electors, and it's even though you won the popular vote, I am going to cast my vote for something different. Mm. Um, hence, why you can have a president mm-hmm. win the popular vote. I mean, lose the popular vote and, and win, win the electoral college yeah. craziness. So what this man is saying is that if I go, say, talk to GS, right, and mm-hmm. something was off about our conversation, I want to have the power to say I don't really want him to be an elector anymore. And it could be as simple as, hey, would you overturn your your vote? Yeah. Or would you change your vote? Yeah. Based on blah blah blah. Yeah, that's trash. It's 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 absolutely, and it's based off again um, the election lies. They um, want to have the power to do that because again it hit Pennsylvania just like it hit other places. Okay. Um, and actually they wanted to change the law at the time. They wanted to change the law at the time, but the governor of Pennsylvania was a Democrat. And was like, hell no. What kind of sense does that make to do that? Just because y'all feel like mm-hmm. there election there's election fraud happening, just because y'all feel like it, not proven. Yeah. But just because y'all feel like that, y'all feel like y'all should have the power. To to remove electors right. because y'all think there's fraud. So this would set precedents for across. other states. Another and thing that would set precedents Pennsylvania for in particular being the one like doing this, which it's usually a swing state. Usually. So yeah, so for so say this case does pass, that gives a Texas all oh, the yeah. that's, that's 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 all they need. All the ammo they need to say I'm removing everybody who's not going to vote the way I want them to and, vote. And and places like Texas don't necessarily have to worry about, or worry about this because again they have a his, history of voting mostly yeah. red, mm-hmm. mostly Republican, yeah. so they don't have to push electors out. But a Georgia, <laughs> but a that Georgia went blue last year. Now Georgia could 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 take advantage okay. of this. So mm. again, if this case, when the Supreme Court sees this case, and again the way they've been voting lately. If they end up on some fuck shit and say, you know what, Pennsylvania, it's okay, y'all can do that, then George is gonna be like, oh, we up next. We're doing the same thing. And we have reason to believe there's cheating in the in the in the voting <laughs> reason process. Reason to believe. Reason to no believe. Proof. No okay. proof, but reason to believe. And therefore the Democratic electors that would be the ones making sending sending writing it off and sending those out, we, we're taking them out. Good God. I just I I also somebody had a conversation with me actually in Bahamas about how a lot of these cases, the Supreme Court, they're actually shooting themselves in the foot by giving power, so much power back to the states. Man, like are you are literally making yourself useless. You are you are you're making yourself useless and you're only setting it up for for a time bomb time bomb that can go two ways. Mm-hmm. Neither of them ways are good. Mm-hmm. So you're setting it up to where, again, um, with, again, you cut an abortion, so there's going to be more babies being born. Mm-hmm. Um, with no formula. With no formula <laughs> in all of these states. Um, so if you leave it up to the states, then their populations will determine their destiny. And y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that. Yeah. Or, on the other hand, <laughs> because of what y'all are doing, um, because y'all are giving the states so much power that we're going to end up seeing something that's like what's happening in um, 
what is that? What is that country? I'm I'm tripping because they're having a. Uh, is is either Bangladesh? I'm sorry, forgive me. I know uh, Bangladesh. Um, it's a it's it's a country that's overseas and right now they are raiding their their presidents and prime ministers. Yes. Because um, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, yes, Sri Lanka. Yep. So that's what you're gonna end up happening. Mm-hmm. happening. If you're giving these states that much power, what's gonna end up happening is, uh, damn, we must have said something crazy. No, I think the internet got cut off. But um, but yeah. So um, what could end up happening is you're gonna have a large group of people who. Um, are completely, utterly angry and upset with the governmental system that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to end up happening. So hopefully, hopefully, the 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 former happens. Hopefully that hopefully by them giving more power to the states and states to make their decisions. Hopefully, but we already know kind of what's going to happen. Hopefully, they don't end up just snatching it back. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the hope. So hopefully by them giving the power back to the states that eventually the populations will begin to rule their own states. The populations will take control. Yeah. But being that they have kind of shitted on a lot of the uh, the uh, the voting rights, um, there's no telling how that's playing out in these different states either. Like, they want minority rule in all in a lot of these states. Yeah. Or, they're, or, 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 or they're at least creating the conditions for minority rule. And I just worry, like, I mean, I would love the idea of the populations ruling their states, but I know, I mean, we know that it takes money to play in politics here. Mm-hmm. And so even if, at, you know, there's rule at the state level, mm-hmm. it's going to be the richest Texans, the richest, you know, Californians. It's going to be the people who are probably more in line anyway mm-hmm. with, sadly, like these capitalist who don't give a shit about anyone except getting more for themselves right. and their friends. Um, and so I'm like, there's, will there be any type of checks and balances in the States? Yeah. Cause you're more susceptible to criminality, to mm-hmm. cronyism, to, um, to, um, you're more susceptible to those kinds of crimes and yeah. that kind of unfairness locally versus nationally because mm-hmm. nationally nationally you at least got cnn to cover right. it you at least got msnbc right. to cover They're, it yeah uh, but a lot of things that happen locally that are full of shit yeah it's not, not sexy enough not, for that's people not, exactly to, there's yeah. not there's not a lot of uh, information about those oh, and truth be told when those kind when those local when the local writers um come out about the bullshit that's happening a lot of them are end up silent they mm-hmm. end up silent mm-hmm. So That's I need true. to start watching. I need to start back, uh, back on Dallas Morning News. Back on my, I used to read at least weekly. Yeah, I I've gotten I know away from be... local news, uh-huh. but I, I, you're right. Like given that I live here, like I probably should be better. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I tend to like fool with more national and international stuff. But you're right. Like the local stuff is where the things that impact me most are are happening. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so anything else on the Supreme Court? All right, y'all. So we're basically waiting to see if um, if they're gonna do some more fucked up shit. <laughs> That's basically what we're waiting on. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna go on and just say yes. Just go yes, ahead and there's... just prepare us for it. Yeah. So will this decision come out later this year at like the next opinion? I don't or? know when this. I don't know when this case is set, but it's on the way. Okay. It's on the way right okay. now. Currently. So we may not know about it until early next no, year. Yeah, until few few more months. I don't know how many. I don't know how far along this process is because they caught it early. Okay. Like, like um, 
was it Chris O'Donnell? Who was it? It was him, and then it was like a, a in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So they caught it early. But it's something that's worth looking at because of, like, it really, and truth be told, this wouldn't be something that they would be discussing, Grant, given, like, maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is not okay. This is this is not a case we need to hear. Shut it down. Yeah. No. Where okay. we at right now, it's on the way. And I don't even see. It's on the docket. Yeah, I don't even see dates as to when we'll get an opinion. But the, I think the next opinion season is October, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We've got a few months to, yeah. you know, relax our minds to see what comes next. But, um, but okay, that's another one we'll keep watching along with other SCOTUS cases that'll be, um, oh, that'll be on the docket. It's I, just, yeah. W- one thing I can say that I think is actually interesting mm-hmm. is that for a lot of black people, for a lot of us, we used to always be like, we don't see how these things affect us. We're legitimately seeing it now. Yeah. We're legitimately like cops legitimately don't have to read Miranda Rice no more. Yeah. Wow. That's another like, big one. They don't yep. have to read Miranda Rice. They, they they don't have to tell you like there are a lot of people who don't know the law and a lot of people who have talked themselves mm-hmm. into longer sentences who have and again they're dealing with police officers who who know what to say to you to make you incriminate yourself. They know what to do. They don't care that you could you you're you're not saying anything. They don't care to keep you out of jail is what I'm saying. Yeah. There are cops who will let you say things and keep talking. That That's why we'll they tell you, like, ask, am I being detained? And if I am, I would I'd want to speak to my lawyer. That's yeah. why they say, that's why it starts off, you have the right to mm-hmm. remain silent. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, imp- that was important enough, an important enough statement yep. to make towards a lot of people because they didn't know. Mm-hmm. They literally did. They literally thought they had to answer these questions yep. for, for the longest period of time. That's... That's and you know what it may be worth it given this like <laughs> us to have one of our attorney friends come and like help people understand how to move in those situations because what I've always been taught is you always ask am I being detained if the answer is yes then you shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and you ask for your lawyer mm-hmm. the answer is no okay well then may I go may I go yeah. and and it's literally you don't even you don't even make small talk and, and truth be told and truth be told that part should have been a part of the Miranda rights but they didn't they didn't allow that mm-hmm. they didn't allow that yeah if you don't know. If you don't know to ask, am I being detained? Like, of course they gon' what? They don't keep you as long as they yeah, can. Yeah, to see what you what you'll say or what they can get out of mm-hmm. you for sure. So yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so man, Boris Johnson. I just I want to say one thing about this say, before we go jump ahead, in. Go ahead. The United States needs to make it easier to oust presidents <sighs> because under this parliamentary system they have. I fuck with it. I'm just saying. I fuck with it. I like. I like it because. Go ahead. I, that that was my point. Like, and not to say that it was easy to get him out because they had been calling for his resignation. Right. Heaven. But I don't think we'll ever see anything like this in the United States. Well, I, I'll say this: two things for sure. Two things for sure. One. I agree, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. We probably won't see nothing like this. Um, probably won't. Um, the other part of it, um, was historically, and this is what a lot of people kind of have. This is some, this is a label that they have on the English London, just that culture that they're not confrontational. Like you go there and, um, they're just, they're very, they're very much so want to know, why do you think the way do you think? I, you know, I disagree, but it's okay. Okay. What do you think? You know, it's just not confrontational. 
America is very much so confrontational. Mm-hmm. America is very much so. Take your mask off. What are you doing wearing those masks? Yeah, what we are you like doing? drama though. Yeah, it's everything like, it's is like, sensationalized. It's, here. It's, it's, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to have to watch their parliamentary get like like they're like they like saying shit. They booing him they, during his talk. They got like they like they yell. They like they that was ghetto. They got downright indignant like they, they're American that, that cousins. That was ghetto. Yeah. That was watching watching his speech, watching yeah. him talk about um how everything has transpired. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was like them talking shit. It was uh even when even when the guy from his part one of the representatives from his party got up and stood up and was like he was real eloquent about it though. Mm. He was just like you know, we have we have had our differences in opinions yep. over over since his tenure and this and that. Um, but he ended it with like everything sounded really good, but he ended it with he has to go. Mm-hmm. And people were like well, applauding him. That's what I I kind of like that. They was like applauding. They booed. Yeah, all of that. Like definitely feels like an English pub. If I, I ain't never been in one of y'all, I'm going there to London was again. Was beer in the room? There probably was. <laughs> they mentioned him being drunk and going having parties yeah. during like COVID and all that. They I was said, like, they call this man out. They said that he had become an embarrassment because of his his like kind of social behavior, right. but like politically, they said that he had become so toxic. Hence, why all his cabinet members start fouling out. Yeah. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, if he's no longer good to run the party Mm -hmm. you gotta go and and i didn't know this but you have to you have to have certain people in place Mm -hmm. long enough for you to maintain your position okay so their hope was that enough of them would quit to where he couldn't he couldn't maintain he couldn't continue Mm -hmm. being the prime minister Mm -hmm. and that's what was happening yeah like so many of them had quit or he threatened to quit that that's what it was another interesting thing about him he came up um, a big part of his come up, um, in terms of before he even got into politics, mm-hmm. he used to produce media and content that was very much so anti um, anti um, EU. So he was a big part of the Brexit like movement. He even knew that a lot of the shit that he was saying was were lies. But the conservative party over there, of course, were always about, you know, Brexit and, you know, London feeling like, yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. like, oh, yeah, we need to leave it anyway. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't necessarily make it a racial thing, but they kind of did. A lot did. of it was about immigration, uh, kinda, though. Yeah, they kind of spoke from it from a, you know, what we, we don't have a, a system in which we can, you know, take these people and this and that. They try to make it very much so an eloquent mm-hmm. way of saying that they don't like, they're, 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 they're experiencing the taxation without representation they're experiencing having to take on refugees without without their own mm-hmm. uh, without without their uh, without their volition without their choice okay but boris johnson took advantage of that and truth be told it goes to show that even outside of america that if you have that racist um energy you have that energy on you then anyone including a motherfucker like boris johnson can come in and capitalize on it because that's what he did he I mean, and he got the right ones. And so it's it's crazy, but I look at his cult following the same way I do kind of Trump's, where if you can get people in the right space at the right time where they're focused on their shit. And, yeah. And, 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 and right. why they shouldn't be here. Yep. Like, oh, they're taking from me. Mm-hmm. They are they're committing so, these violent acts. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing on the economy that's actually taking jobs from these people... And instead of focusing on, you know, the agriculture industry that's giving them bad food and crappy water, 
it's the immigrants. Right. And as long as I have something to shift that blame to, nothing brings two parties together than the mutual hurt of a third, the hate of a third party. Exactly. So if I can get all these people to hate something that they're they're not supposed to like anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. I can get in. Yeah. And, get and we saw it work beautifully in what was it, 2016? It it was that it it was also to Trump led the way, opened the door for this kind of behavior. Yeah. Because yeah. when they were when they were when they were vouching for uh, Boris, when Boris was on his way up as well, it was like, you know what? They have Trump. Trump is terrible. Got prostitutes. <laughs> he getting raped pregnant. Dirty comments towards his own children, um, mm-hmm. terrible uh, business deals, like all of that. He's like Boris Johnson. He's just a comedian. He's, you know, he's he's awkward. He's different. Yeah. He's this. He's he's that's peculiar. He's peculiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that, that, he's okay. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, and he's speaking for the conservative party. He has a large following. Yeah, he's not bad. And then what? What I'm saying is, the decisions that America makes kind of cast such a deep shadow over everywhere else I agree. that other decisions can be made that aren't better for a country. So I it's agree. like, I bet they like, we'll never allow ourselves to fall for a Boris Johnson again. I will always on the say, other hand, though, okay. will we fall for Trump again? Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. I, this country. America, <laughs> we, don't, we don't export shit but culture. That, like, <sighs> that's that's, that's, that's val- it. valid. That's it. Like, that's literally all we export is culture and so you're right like what was crazy i keep going back to the europeans that were here but they said to us they literally said out their mouths that our countries are worried because of the precedent that the u.s is setting right now and i'm just like wow Mm -hmm. they are genuinely worried because they see the state of this country and they know that chances are someone's going to get an idea Mm -hmm. and they may be in the same or similar situation soon look that's one thing that america has done we will America. Let me not say we. America. Let's make a difference. America. America will 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 do things that will provide the playbook mm-hmm. for others to take on. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so that's so that's that. So Boris is out. Um any any uh news on who the next lead is? Do we know yet? Well, the thing is, they can't put in another person until their party finds one. So he's actually still there okay. until his party finds another person to okay. replace him. So right. we're going to see how that play out. <laughs> see, see who's next. See who's next. Because, uh, yeah. Last but not least. Man, last but not least. So I just found out about this story this morning. So um, I was watching Democracy Now!, which y'all know I do every day. And um, the the cool auntie started. Shout out to, our favorite, our favorite white aunt, Janie. Love her. She started talking about um, Charles Morrell uh, the third, mm-hmm. and he is an artist in Boston. He's an activist in Boston, and so apparently he's just like out for a stroll, mm-hmm. and he runs into a group of masked, uniform white men. Mm-hmm. He recognizes the symbols and immediately realizes that the this is Patriot Front. As he goes to pull out his phone mm-hmm. to record what's going on, and one thing he pointed out, he was like, I was wondering why there was a protest happening on the sidewalk rather than in the street. Mm. He's like, whatever, okay. Yes. So he goes to pull out his phone, and a group of these men approach him and attack him. Um, 
according to Sir Charles, the police were right there, did nothing. Yo. They allowed these men to attack him. Um, and so now, of course, a bunch of civil rights attorneys are stepping up to number one call for action against this group mm-hmm. that has become an absolute domestic terrorism group mm-hmm. in this country. But also the police officers that allowed it to go down. What mm. I wanna what I wanna point out though is when we first kinda heard of the Patriot I mean, yeah, the Patriot Front, Patriot mm-hmm. Front. I don't know if it's the or just Patriot Front. Mm-hmm. We kind of first heard of them, they were in DC. Remember they went to march on the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we saw the video it was, you know, like a bunch of teenage boys playing soldier. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was interesting was that they had police officers kind of guarding their group as they marched through D.C. with their shields and their flags and their signs. Yeah, protecting them. And it was very awkward. <laughs> it was very awkward. But it, I, I also think that just like you talked about the connection between elected officials and these far-right groups, Mm -hmm. we know Mm -hmm. all the three-letter organizations in D.C. have proven that these groups infiltrate law enforcement around this country on purpose. So we don't, with this, we don't know a whole lot yet. What we do know is that he does have some injuries, like he, you know, he wasn't hospitalized or anything like that. He was treated. Mm -hmm. But, um... We also know that they are calling for, uh, what are they called, um, body cam? Body cam footage, footage. from the police officers mm-hmm. who were there because they want to see what the fuck Abs- they was doing yep. during that time. Even if it was a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're calling for any kind of cell phone footage that anyone may have taken um, because they're really trying to you know, get a case against this group. Number one, to call it a hate crime because, in essence, it was. Um, but also to get them, like... The fuck off the streets because these men are getting bolder and bolder. I saw another video of them. Matter of fact, I think you may have sent it to me of them like practicing their marching in somebody's backyard on like a few acres of land. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking like, this is crazy. The clan camps are real. Would you call them? Junior, yeah, clan, yeah. Junior yeah. clan camps. Uh, <laughs> that's, I think that's the that was the title of the segment on Democracy Now! It was like KKK kids or K, the children of KKK or something. Children of the Klan. Yeah, but I like, so I like Klan camp. I like that. Klan camp is, is new, is the, is the new thing. But yeah, so, so this young man, again, he is an artist, he's a musician, and he's an activist. And so what's crazy is it's like y'all fucked with the right one, but how many other people, right, are are going to be in their crosshairs, especially if they get away with this, especially if nothing happens to them. Okay. So one, I I like how I'm very much so interested in the body cam footage Mm -hmm. and, um, the person, I think, I'm not sure who he was, but he was like a representative representative. I don't think he was his lawyer, but he was just like, we want to know more, not only just about this situation, but Mm -hmm. we want to know more about, against black people yeah. just in the city like it's not even just that like that's just one thing mm-hmm. but you'd be told when I was doing a little more research <laughs> Boston is for sure one of the worst places for oh, black people yes so so one thing I found out that black drivers are uh there's an article out about black drivers being pulled over 2.5 times more than white mm-hmm. uh white drivers also too um 
black women. You know how we talk about like the uh, the the death rate for black mothers in different areas, mm-hmm. infant mortality, mortality rates. Rate, Boston yeah. is one of those places where it's terrible. Wow. So it's like it's one of those things where it was like by y'all, if anything. If y'all gonna continue to be a racist city, the last thing y'all need is to allow these kind of people to be there because mm-hmm. all they're gonna do is just peel back the scab mm-hmm. that y'all have never healed. Yeah. So it's like Boston is a terrible place for black people, just in general. It's been that way, it's but now way. y'all are being exposed. Now y'all are being exposed yeah. by a group that's not that's outside of mm-hmm. y'all. And so it's like, what do y'all wanna do about this? Because now it's, it's it's y'all have people who are who are directly harming people on the street and it's alleged that your police officers saw this occurring and didn't do shit or didn't respond quick enough. Mm-hmm. Saw enough the, for him to, to sustain some injuries. Yeah. yeah it took long enough. Yeah. yeah it, took, it took y'all long enough. Yeah. So uh, we all want to see what's happening because for sure, Boston is a racist city. Yeah. I've heard that from other people, from other black people off the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've mm-hmm. been there. It is a racist city. Um, they also have a history of, um, of of white Irish nationalism, uh, they they had uh, it was either last year or maybe a few years ago to okay. where they had um, some white nationalists who were like basically keep St. Patrick's Day white. I oh, guess too many us of us, too many of us, too many outsiders were influencing. And don't get me wrong, we have St. Patrick's Day parade out here in Dallas. It's just I a reason to go turn up, though. It's just a reason. We yeah. can get out there and we drink. We are the blackest part of the parade. Yeah, um, and we be out there lit, having a good time, Because when sure. I did my research on St. Patrick's Day, I was like, eh, I'm not sure. This is something <laughs> I want to be celebrating. Well, <laughs> to be honest with you, my Pan-African brothers and sisters would look down on me for being a part of it. But you know what? We can all agree to disagree. I'm just going to party uh, like I do on the 4th. Yeah, exactly. We just <laughs> mm, we was just outside kicking yeah. and drinking. We just took it as an opportunity to, to do right. our thing. But I get the I get the, critic, the criticism is fair, so no 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 issues on my behalf. But my point is, they have a history of racist actions in Boston, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure that if we this is just light research that we've done on on Boston the city itself. But yeah. I'm pretty sure if we went a little deeper, then we'd find more. No, and I and I think you're right. I think there are several really good crazy movies that have documented specifically like the police there and how they treat black citizens in Boston. Um, there's some really good ones that like just watching it, you realize like, Oh, the writer is probably from mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. or had someone on staff from there mm-hmm. to talk about like how terrible th- this place can be. I'm also aware of, this is another interesting part. There's been a history of police violence against the mosque down there, the black mosque, mm-hmm. like Farrakhan, mm-hmm. their mosque, uh, uh, the black Muslims have had issues specifically in mm. Boston wow. with the police officer, with wow, the police. Wow, wow. So, you know. Well, again, y'all, <laughs> Charles Morrill, Morrill the third. So I, we just found out about this, like this morning. I didn't see it on any national television station. Mm-hmm. I had to see it on democracy now, mm-hmm. but I do think this is something that's worth watching. Um, because again, if, I keep wanting to call them Proud Boys, but if Patriot Front, if they are let off the hook for this, we keep talking about setting precedents. This is almost like street precedents where, you know, well, nothing happened in Boston. So mm-hmm. I can probably roll over 
to, you know, Baltimore and do the same. Yeah. Or I can roll down to Atlanta and do the same. Yeah. And so I think we have to be careful about not paying attention to things like this and calling for justice so that they are persecuted to the fullest extent oh, for sure. of the law. Well, America has a history of allowing their white men to do all kinds of foul shit oh, and yeah. just being like, oh, that's just Jake. Yeah. That's just boys Jacob. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. Grab them by the pussy. Oh, yeah, that's just locker room talk. Mm -hmm. Would you allow your children to do it? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. But America has a history of letting their white men run amok yep. and do violent acts towards different groups that don't directly affect them. We directly. wouldn't be here if they weren't allowed to run amok and act a fool to really, really think about they, their savage dreams or their savagery is the reason we're here. <laughs> they have allowed them to not only be harmful to 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 people who belong to different cultures and races, but they've allowed them to be violent towards their own mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. mm. I always say this, I, it was funny because I was having a conversation with a with a friend of mine and uh, he went to one of the. Uh, he had the. He he went to. He had the option when he was here in Dallas. When he first he was just he was just talking to me about it, um, about he had the option to go to one of the private schools out here, and he just chose not to go mm -hmm. because he would have been like the only black gay man okay. there. <laughs> and it just made me think about the conversations that I've had with a few of my friends who go to some of these private schools, and they talked about how their first experience with sexual violence was learning from it from the white women that they were classmates with and how throughout their high school mm -hmm. um throughout their high school experiences like they found out about rapes and all kinds of mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and how it just kind of was swept swept under yeah. swept under the rug yeah. so it's just like these white men are harmful to y'all in in, in adulthood so on my way to the bahamas <laughs> i'm looking over at um this couple was a family. So the wife and one of the kids was sitting like right in front of me. And then the, um, the, the husband and another child were mm -hmm. on the other side. And so he had his wife's phone and he was doing something on the phone, mm -hmm. but he had it for a long time. So finally she was like, can I have my phone back? And he like throws it at her. And he's just like, fine, just open your Netflix, whatever. He was like, actually, I need her phone. Give me. And like the way he talked to her was, I was like, this is your wife. Like, this is the person you're supposed to love most in the world. Like, and you threw a phone at her. And Look, when I tell you she didn't even blink twice, which lets me know that she's she, probably this is normalized used behavior. to being treated like that. Yeah. And the kids didn't even look up. I'm like, but I've, I've heard, and it's crazy. I've heard so many white men talk about their wives in ways that it's almost like, do you even like your wife or did you get married out of that's just what I'm supposed to do? Ah, uh, man. The uh, way they talk to their women is insane to me. I, I always say this. When we talk about black men being misogynist and all that, and I always say this. I'm like, black men are the worst versions or at least versions of what they've seen with white men and how they treat their on cases in which women even vote. Own property, have credit cards, nothing. Yeah. None of that. Like, it was, what, it was like 1970-something. That to women couldn't even to... have a bank account. Yeah. yeah. So, y'all... This country has a history of misogyny and sexism. Um, so we're not surprised. Yeah. It's ingrained in the culture. So if y'all let people like the Patriot Front continue to run amok, y'all let this SCOTUS continue to do what they're mm -hmm. doing. Women, you're on your way to second class citizenship. Been there. This about to be like. Oh, the, yeah, been there so for it's, sure. It's but it's men, about to be, guns, and then women. <laughs> it's about to be like in law now <laughs> yeah. that, that y'all ain't shit. Yeah, and but you're you're right. Like, all of these groups like that are. So it cements the people, but to the women that, like, 
so so yeah it's, it's a good point and i will say like i saw i saw that interaction between that man and his wife mm-hmm. and i just thought to myself like she probably grew up watching this and thought, well, that's just the way it goes. But as long as my life is comfortable and this is my role. It is ingrained in, it is ingrained in a lot of culture, especially like I said, in small town areas and, um, hell not even just small town areas, but in the South, Mm -hmm. it is, if you are most of the time, people who are Bible based believers, White people who are Bible-based believers usually have a second-class de- second second citizenship mindset mm-hmm. towards their women mm-hmm. off, off the rip. Okay. Women are not to be uh, uh, heard, just seen. Yeah. If they're seen, they're seen as mothers, and that's it. And that's what quantifies your womanhood. Are you a mother? <laughs> are you this? That's, so. Yeah. Like, I, so, you know, I grew up in the Kojic church. It was based, it was born in the Bible, though, right? But that's how women were even in the church. Like, I remember my own mother telling me that women are not supposed to lead. Like, we're supposed to sit down and shut up. So, Let me tell you who that didn't sit well with. Who did not? <laughs> not. <laughs> Sorry, mama. Sorry, but, mama. We love you. We, but, we love you. But you realize, like, that, that that becomes internalized for both men and women. And then, you know, you have these women that are like, unhappy and they're unsure why it's like well because you've never been able to be any part of yourself exactly you've always had to be and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a helpmate to your partner i believe in that like we should help each other absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. but like i have strengths just like you do yeah so i don't have to shrink like i'm gonna let you lead where you can lead and i'm gonna lead where i can I, I just, I've never understood it. As as it, as it should be, we should lead according to our strengths. That's it. Not according to our uh, sexual uh, parts. Organs. Because <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of um, men with uh, the right organs who can't work a power drill. Goddamn. <laughs> Niggas can't change a tire. Niggas can't change oil. Can't hang a shelf. It's like, damn. You can't do shit. But... Yeah, so so that's another one, y'all. We will keep watching that. I know we got a couple of things um, that that we're watching right now, but I am interested to see what's going on with this Charles Charles Morrell situation and yeah. kind of what happens with these uh these playing camp boys. Yeah. So and, and also I'll say this too, like if y'all are out and uh, we don't know when they're gonna pop up next. Again, they they're cowards, so they usually pop up in places. Um, exactly. Nicely put, leading quarter our strength. Exactly, King Rod. Exactly. Well, what I think uh, he said uh, nicely put, lead according to our strengths, mm. like within relationships. Um, but my only advice is just this, y'all. Y'all keep your phones charged. We don't know where they're going to go yeah. uh, because, again, we have them showing up at um, libraries mm-hmm. and um, at gay pride events yep. uh, just to start problems. And then we have their further along uh, white supremacists showing up and shooting up schools and all that. So yeah. it's a spectrum that we're dealing with. Yeah. Keep your phones on you. Um, shit, keep your pistols on you. Um, if you are a gun carrier, uh, if you if you don't believe in guns, that's okay. Just keep your phone charged mm-hmm. and then at least you can get footage of what's going on around you. Y'all stay um, in that gym. Like, get on that treadmill in case you got to break a sp- uh, sprint real uh, quick. Stay up, agile. Uh, you got to... Uh. <laughs> Got a Deion Sanders this motherfucker. Right. Said, make that move. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, and you, you mentioned, so I was reading an article that they have um, been identified as uh, like passing out pamphlets and things in um, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and hold on, there was another one, Rhode Island, oh, in Maine. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're like working the East Coast, but we know they're in the South too. So my other point, my last, my other last point, 
if Joseph Robert Biden mm-hmm. doesn't put together like some kind of task force to start investigating these people, I'm I'm for sure I'm for sure um, we'll never give him a vote of confidence on anything because it's like clearly this is a homegrown racist group that's trying to start up and trying to appeal to those ideas yep. and those ideologies. And truth be told, what they're saying is working. These groups have flourished within the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Like, these groups have grown. Yeah. So, if he don't put together something to start investigating them, to if he looks at them just racist, just, just, you know, they're not anyone to be taken seriously. No, no. All of these, all of these fascist right-wing dictators yeah. started off as just small groups, as just small think tanks. Mm-hmm. Like... You think you think that you're in a space to where you can just argue with them in their control, and it's like no, no, no. They almost hung Mike Pence. They almost hung they the vice the president. Equipment. They brought the equipment to hang him, and they were willing to harm him. This, like they 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 have been called the number one threat to this country. They have always been the number one yeah. threat to this country. They like domestic homegrown terrorists are the number one threat to this country. The founding fathers were terrorists. <laughs> and we worried about this is in the blood this is in the blood yeah it's 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 bad so again yeah. y'all we are we are watching um i know that was a lot it was a lot of fuckery but hence the time we are living in but that's why we wanted to do the sandwich yep well so check in check in all right all right how are you doing how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I just came back from vacation. Yeah, you just had a nice I, little I time. I got no complaints. I need to detox. That's okay. what I need to be That's doing. What you need to do. Salad and green juice. That's what I'm on. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. So, what about you? I'm feeling pretty good. I had I had an okay night of sleep last night, okay. but it was my fault, though. It was my fault. Too I hot. chose to get William's chicken late at night. I love Williams. What, so, tell me about your dream, because I know you had to have a lucid dream. I did. You eating Williams chicken late at night? Oh, I know you had wow. a lucid dream. Oh shit! I did have. I didn't even realize that. What, yes. what causes me to? What causes the? So you know how the, old how? black women say, "Don't eat late at night; you'll have bad dreams." Uh-huh. I had to do some research because it so, really did yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. So what happens oh, you is your blood, yeah, yeah uh-huh. your blood sugar spikes, oh, and it makes your brain like you know more fire. Yeah. So. Okay, so I did have a dream. Okay. Okay, so I had can, a dream. Can it be shared? Oh, it can be shared. Okay. Ain't nothing bad. Okay, so the dream I had last night. I don't know. Maybe we have some dream interpreters online who could tell me. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I kind of know what it means. What happened was I had a dream that my father mm-hmm. and my and his ex-wife, I guess, were back together in a sense. But he had money. My dad actually had a bigger house. Okay. And I think it was like the press, the, the what he told us was we can like had our rooms or we went ahead and like we were there early enough to where we were like oh yeah I want this to be my room mm-hmm. and so I was like while I'm here and this is me as an adult I'm thinking so you were visiting I was visiting okay. but I was like this is going to be my room and then she his wife came in and was like no nah, this is going to be somebody else's room now me and her have a history together I don't really okay. I don't really fuck with her okay. just in general that may be something she would actually do yeah it might be something she would actually do but the, the thing about it is they they are separated now, or they've been separated for a little bit of time. And I had two dreams prior to this in which she was very much so humanized to me, like we were actually close. Those mm. two other dreams, okay, we were close. Like I was like, this is not something I had I've never experienced before. But in those two dreams, we were really cool. Mm-hmm. Felt like we had a connection. So last night's dream was like 
what I what what's happening in real life or what would I think would happen in real life. Any dream interpreters, let us know. Y'all let us know. Yeah. But yeah, but outside of that, um, like I said, I woke up feeling groggy because I ate Williams chicken last <laughs> late last night. You were out then. You were I, out. Oh no, I wasn't even out. Oh, I, just, you were just I, was getting, I was getting stuff done and okay. I just I, I I what I do is this, y'all, what I do is I'll set my to do list up and then I'll be like, okay, as a reward for myself, I will go like last night my reward was the uh the uh, swamp nachos from Gators. So mm. like, if I get everything done, okay, I'm going to Gators for these swamp nachos. If it's not too late, I'm I going. live on the reward system too. I, I'm, I was I was gonna okay. do that, but I didn't get everything I needed done, so I couldn't go to Gators. Mm. But I was like, I'm still gonna eat something. Williams chicken. So I'm is. just gonna go ahead and punish myself <laughs> for not finishing. That's, I definitely punished myself. So okay. we're not eating Williams chicken. We're not doing. We're too again. old for that now. We can't do it no more. That. But outside of that, I feel good. Good, good. Well, now that's all wins. That's all wins. All right, y'all. Well, I think that's all we got. Um, thanks for rocking with us again on a Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, tell people about the podcast. Yeah. We do geopolitics, liquor, and cussing. Um, all that. All <laughs> that. We are that. not bound by any religious. That's right. <laughs> any uh, any of any outside that, beliefs outside right. of the fact that we born and we come from where we come from. That's right. That's yeah. It. Yeah, we we are allies to all people who are not slapping puppies and kicking babies. So, oh yeah, for as long sure as you're a decent person, we here. If you are for if you are for our people, if you are for our people, you are with us. Clearly with us because we don't believe in lip service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we 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 cool with you. That's we it. not inviting you no kick out cookouts. <laughs> I ain't I ain't inviting out a motherfucking no. Yeah. You're not invited, but at least I'll be cool with you. Yeah, say what's up when yeah, I see you. I say what's up. I'll speak. Cool. All right, y'all. We we'll love y'all. And love, peace. I and, guess chicken grease and in your chicken case. grease in my case. <laughs> love y'all. All right, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are. Cause I need you to get me through my life. Don't hide your way behind those clouds. Because the joy you bring